Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hey, everyone. This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to Off the Bench with Heidi St. John. Today is Thursday, February 25th. I hope you guys are having a great day. We're almost to Friday. We're almost to the end of February. You guys have made it. And today I'm going to air part two of my interview with my friend, Sam Sorbo. And we're going to be talking about her new book, Words for Warriors. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Thanks for tuning in today. I'm so glad you guys have joined me. I wanted to let you know that I'm going to be speaking uh, this weekend near Fredericksburg, Virginia, and I'm doing a conference for parents. If you're interested, you can find out more information about that by going to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash events. I will link back to that in the show notes today. Today, you guys are in for a treat. My friend, actress and author Sam Sorbo is back on the show with me today, and we're going to talk a little bit about how you can get off the bench and onto the battlefield. Sam is a culture warrior, and she uh, is empowered by by the Holy Spirit. She loves the Lord. She and her husband have been raising their children and homeschooling them for a long time. They've got a graduate now, a homeschool graduate. And Sam and her husband found out, like my husband and I did, that the thing that everybody told us we couldn't do, which was homeschool our children, was something we actually could do. And not only could we do it, it would be the best thing we ever did in educating our children. And this is something we want you to know. I think you guys are going to be blessed and encouraged. Get out your notebooks. You're going to love it. Here is part two of my interview with my friend, Sam Sorbo in progress. I think that's true. Yeah. And we're certainly see that, you know, here I live just 10 minutes outside of Portland, Oregon. And I can tell you right now that city is unrecognizable to someone like me who grew up there and loves the city. It's got a terrible reputation now, Seattle, the same way, some of those beautiful places in the entire country, but they've been taken over by the radical left who has frankly bullied people into leaving. So you go into downtown Portland right now and what you'll see are businesses that are boarded up. You'll see uh, trash all over the street. You'll see feces. You'll see people, uh, you know, people say we have a homeless crisis. And I'm like, actually, no, it's not a homeless crisis. It's a drug crisis. That's what we have. We have a drug crisis and no one wants to call it that. Why? Because if you call it that, suddenly you're a hater. Suddenly you don't have any compassion. And it's amazing what they're doing with the words that they use. And for some reason, people on the other side of the argument are falling for it. It's amazing to me. So you've taken the words that they're using right? Uh, Antifa. Let's just start there. That's one of my favorites. <laughs> That's one of my absolute favorites. The anti, the anti, supposedly the anti-fascists, which actually are the fascists. They're so the what most say fascists. you? Well, Absolutely. So the, so the left gets everything wrong. They get it not just a little bit wrong, but 180 degrees wrong. And so anti means pro. Up is down, right is wrong, good is evil. Um, and that, and that basically that's the left. Now here's, here's where we have the problem. The problem is that we have been going on thinking that the Democrats and the Republicans just have a minor difference of opinion and that both sides have generally good ideas and how they want to govern the nation. That, that truth has left the building. It used to be true. Under Kennedy, it used to be true. But Kennedy would be a Republican today. 
Absolutely. So, that, so the truth of that has left the building and the Democrats have been taken over by um, left wing agitators, basically Marxists, communists. That's the that's the Democrat Party today. That's Nancy Pelosi advocating for late term abortion. That's the, the current resident in the White House advocating for late term abortion. When you have such a difference of opinion where one side thinks life has value and the other side says, no, life is just a series of accidents and has no intrinsic value except what the government determines, you're going to have, that's a conflict of interests right there. And we have to embrace that. We have to understand that. Then what, when we stand up to these fascist, bigot, frankly, leftists, that we are doing a service to the truth. And we ought to do that because I don't know if you saw the inscription in my book, but my book is dedicated to the word. And in the beginning, Heidi, as you know, in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was with God. And so we have to serve the word because that's what we're called to do. And if we don't, we are failing as Christians. We are allowing the lie to stand. The thing that I that I point out to people is that the left lies all the time. They love to lie. And then what they really love is they love to get you complicit right. in the lie. Yeah. We're not thinking for ourselves. And that's a large part of what you're trying to get people to do in Words for Warriors. You're trying to say, think for yourself. When they use these words, Antifa, you have to ask yourself, what is a fascist? And so what would an anti-fascist look like? And so when Antifa calls itself the anti-fascist, you can say, no, actually, you guys should change your name because you're not anti-fascist. You're pro-fascist. You could you should call yourself profa. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, because they're not Antifa, they're profa. And BLM is only certain lives matter. That's right. Yeah, they don't care about the black unborn. Black, right. It's not black lives. It's it's only certain lives. Um, and only communists, com they should call themselves the CLM, Communist Lives Matter, because they're That's a communist right. Marxist organization. Yes. Um, and dedicated and to the absolute destruction of the nuclear family, which is what they stated at the very beginning. And yet how many people, Sam, did you know? And I know also that changed their profile pictures to that black square to, you know, to say, hey, you know, we're we we're sad about uh, the the fact that we're inherently racist. I had a, a girl that I used to hang out with a long time ago and I was doing the thing I should never do, which is I was bored because it was snowing. So I started just looking for people I haven't seen on, you know, in a while. And I went to her page and here's my friend. She lives in Florida, by the way, we can talk about that later. Here's my friend. And she was apologizing for her white privilege. She was apologizing for being white. She was apologizing for everything that had ever been done wrong because of white people. Never are we ever talking about the sin that that is in the hearts of human beings. Now it's all about the color of your skin and not the content of your character. And I thought to myself, wow, the conversation has shifted so much that people are apologizing. They don't even know what they're apologizing for. You know, it's, it's fully indoctrination. It's because, because our education system, it stopped how many decades ago, just basically put the brakes on educating and just turned to schooling. And so it's all about schooling. Um, and we've been well-schooled. And so we understand that we follow directions. That's what we do. We move at the sound of a bell. We, we aren't allowed to ask questions unless we ask permission. We have to raise our hands to ask a question, right? And so we've been fully schooled, but we're not educated. And that's partly why I wrote the book. I'm, I'm terrible. I'm a little bit selfish. I write for myself. And then I go, oh, I could publish this. 
So the, so it kind of came, was like, <laughs> I wrote it because I started to catalog all the different words that I, that I thought the left was just convoluting and changing. And so fascism is in there, but the word that comes after that, I put in, I put in some fun words too, like feargasm comes after fascism. That's a Ted Nugent coin. He coined that word. Um, COVID idiots is in there. That's Chris Plant. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. A little bit of homage to, to some of our conservative. Pizzagate. I noticed Pizzagate was in there. Yeah, Pizzagate's in there because we need to know about these things. QAnon is in there. Do you know what a turf is? I do, but there's a lot of people that don't. So now you're going to have to explain it. A trans-exclusionary radical feminist. T-E-R-F. Wow. It's meant as a pejorative. In, in other words, you might be a feminist, but if you're not now on board with the men becoming female and you think for some reason that that somehow denigrates the whole essence of being female, which it you're does. a turf. Yep. So I guess that makes me a turf then. Well, I don't know if you ever were a <laughs> radical feminist, but I suppose- I've never, I'm not actually a feminist at all. Right. Well, I But they'll am. probably call to, me one. I used to, um, in fact, I started, when I first started my platform, I called myself a true feminist which was the first wave feminism. Like we should have the right to vote. We are thinking people. We should be able to become scientists if we want, right? But um, it's, that's been so perverted. And, and eventually people will wake up. I, I'm very optimistic. I'm hoping that my book, I mean, it's, got, it's getting rave reviews. People are really enjoying it because there's a lot of humor in it. I'm sarcastic and snide because it's more fun that way. And frankly, I, I'm so frustrated that like we take these people seriously, like Nancy Pelosi who said, oh, we have to pass the bill before we can find out what's in it. Are you flipping kidding me? Do you know what I mean? Uh, impeachment number two is over. They still have nothing. I just tweeted, we've, we've had countless investigations, two impeachments. <laughs> so do you know what I mean? If they had anything, if they had anything, they, would, they, had to, they had to get Manafort to lie in order to trap him and convict him. Do you know what I mean? It's ridiculous. So, you know, we, we've got to wake up. We've got to get, and this is why I love, I love what you do. We've got to get off the bench. Time to get into the, into the argument. Time to get into the fray. And this book is great for young people because they're up and coming. They're not afraid. The youth in this nation is not afraid. And, well, by and large, because they're young and stupid. And so they're like, sure, I'll risk it all. Who cares? Well, they're young you know? and stupid. I was thinking, you know, we can say young and stupid or maybe, you know, just naive. And, and really the older people have so much to lose. And this is how the left fights. You know, you and I have been talking about this. Why, why is it the people won't, won't run for office? Why is it the conservatives are not running for office? I think it's fascinating to note that we had the house and the Senate and the white house, and they did nothing. When the left gets into power, the left actually uses the power. When the right have the power, they, they host dinner parties and talk about how amazing they are and sign book deals and run for office again so they can buy another house. You know, it's amazing to me how we see things so differently. And there has to be a change in the conversation. The conversation needs, we need to go from saying, hey, you know, it's not wrong to say you want to fight for this country. It's absolutely worth fighting for. It's not wrong for us to say we're going to become warriors for truth and warriors for justice. They've been using these words on the left for a long, long time. And we don't use them because we don't want to be seen that way. We don't want to be seen as people who are, um, who are, you know, uncouth or whatever they're going to frame you as next. Sarah Palin said something about targeting her opponent. And she was blamed for the shooting of Gabby Giffords. 
And that was, by the way, a Democrat who shot her for, for whatever reason. It was a weird, weird situation. But Sarah Palin, who used the word target, which literally is an across the board kind of a word. But when the left uses these incendiary words, the media won't hold them accountable. That's really the problem that we have. We need new media. And frankly, we need new social media. I don't know if you know this, Heidi. Kevin's page on Facebook with over a half a million followers, they literally just disappeared him. Yeah. Yep. They didn't even tell him. He's not in jail. They won't open the page back up. They just took it down and, and said nothing. They disappeared him. This is what I call a digital assassination. That's a new word that's going to go in the next in the next edition. I'm actually putting together like a little addendum to offer to people who want to like, and I haven't put it together yet, but I'm putting together little added materials to go along with the book because it's doing so well. And I just, I just want to sort of keep the momentum going and well, get people it's so involved. Good. It's so good because what you're doing is you're saying when they use this word, this is what it means. Like I am so sick of hearing about the woke church, woke evangelicals, people who are woke. I'm like the people who are woke are actually the ones who are sleeping. They're not. And that's what you're saying. Like when, when the left takes a word, like up is down and down is up and uh, off is on and right is left. And the fascists, the anti-fascists are actually pro-fascist. The same thing with the word woke. We keep talking about what it means to be woke. And we've gotten so open-minded that our brains have fallen out. And I'm watching these people talking about being woke. And I'm like, are you woke to what communism is? Are you woke to Marxism? No, they're not woke to any of that stuff. They're just woke to social justice, which is a lie in and of itself. Exactly. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. If you have to modify the word justice, it's not justice, by the way. Right. So right. Joseph Stalin said, America is like a healthy body and its resistance threefold. It's patriotism, it's morality, and it's spiritual life. If we can undermine these three areas, America will collapse from within. Well, guess what, folks? Our patriotism is under attack. Our morality has been undermined. And our spiritual life is currently being attacked because the COVID shutdown applies to churches, but not to strip joints. Right. I mean, not to on. abortion clinics, not to abortion clinics, not to pot shops. Yeah. Right. So in my book, I tell you where Nazi comes from and what Nazi means. And then a little bit later, we talk about the non-player characters in the video games because we have to understand, do you know what a non-player kind of NPC is? No. NPCs are non-player characters in video games. So you have the video game and you're playing and then you come across this other character and the character is there basically just to give you a clue, like the Jeep driver in the movie Jumanji, if you ever saw that. Oh, I so did. They, I love Jumanji. Right? So they just, give you, <laughs> they just give you the clue. And if you try to interact anymore, they just say their line over again. Right, right. Or they right. have three different lines, right? We're living in a world of NPCs. These are people who are uneducated. They're simply schooled. They only know to say what they say, like, please put your mask on or what have you, right? And that's it. And we're living, and by the way, the completion of that is the mask, because when you mask the mouth, you, if you see the, the drawings of non-player characters, they don't have mouths. They just have a nose and two eyes and a gray face. You see them in memes and stuff. 
And that's that's what we're living in now. And so, by the way, uh, I, I like to tell people this because it's very frustrating. People are idiots and they be, they misbehave and they're acting out and they're they're literally programmed that way. And so as a Christian, we need to we need to walk with a big a big bucket full of grace that we sprinkle on people. Right. Because they know not what they do. OK. At the same time, we're called to educate and disciple. And so we need to try to gently teach people how wrong they are about whatever it is, the left, for instance, the, the, the current resident of the White House, uh, you know, whatever it is. The fact that, I mean, we're not even allowed to talk about the election results and, and how skewed right. they were. <laughs> well, we're not allowed to ask questions. And right. for some reason, I mean, but the very, very beginning of uh, of the Rona, I made a video and I, I titled it, It's Not Wrong to Ask Questions. I was just sitting in my truck out in front of a restaurant. This is right at the very beginning before it got completely insane. And the video was seen, oh my goodness, it's been over a million times now. But the, I think the reason it struck a chord with people is because people aren't thinking for themselves. And that is what is so frustrating for me. And I think it keeps good people from actually getting out there and make a difference. So I want to talk about that for a minute with you, Sam, because you're, you are a warrior. I would probably categorize myself in that, in that same vein. We are people who use words on the regular to say, hey, get off the bench, get onto the battlefield. This is important. What can ordinary people do? Because I think whenever I do podcasts like this, I want to leave people with a sense of this is what you can do. People need to be running for school board. The school boards are the gateway to comprehensive sex education. And and when we step away from those, I don't care if you're a homeschool parent, homeschool parents can run for school board. I know several of them who are uh, doing it right here in my in my town of Battleground, Washington. By the way, all my local peeps, there are three openings right now on the Battleground school board. We could change the way that our kids are being educated if we would just get involved and stop being afraid. What do you say to parents? I mean, where where can we start making a difference? Well, I definitely agree with you on school boards, but you can also run for town council or city council. And the the point is, if if you're upset with the governance of your area, and all politics is local, by the way, if you're upset with the governance in your area, then then you need to get involved. And even if it's not to run. Do you know the people on your town council? Do you know the people on your school board? Well, shame on you if you don't. So get involved and and get to know those people. And if it's not that, certainly get a copy of my book. Go over some of the words with your kids. Get your kids involved. It is not wrong to have healthy adult conversations with growing kids about the state of affairs of the world. Kids are very concerned about the state of affairs. They want to know what's going on. And they hear stuff. And if you're not willing to have that conversation with them, guess what? You're modeling to them apathy. So don't do that. Have conversations with your kids. Also, start a home group. Go get some really good documentaries about what's going on in the world and gather people together in your own home and watch documentaries. There are some fabulous ones. For instance, Agenda, Grinding America Down is one of the best documentaries out there about the trajectory of the United States. So there Where do they find of- that? I think it's agendamovie.com. I think he's probably still got it up. It's Curtis Bowers. There's that. There, I mean, there there are a ton of films out there. They can go to my website, samsorbo.com, for more information. I've got to see if that one's on my website. I know I have indoctrination on my website, but they need to start doing some research. And yes, it is, it's a little bit of work and it's worth it, you know, because if it, if it weren't a little bit of work, it wouldn't be worth it. That's how, that's how this whole thing works. 
Well, and something I've been telling parents for many years, and, and it's not just parents. We've got actually lots of teens listen to this show now. It's really exciting. I hear from them all the time. Uh, lots of dads listening to this. And one of the things I've been trying to tell them for a long time is think about what it is that really just gets your goat, the thing that just breaks your heart when you hear about it, you know, and then that's probably the thing that you need to get involved in. So for some people, it's going to be abortion. For some people, it's going to be, this is what's happening in my neck of the woods. Like if it bothers you that drag queens are coming and they are indoctrinating and polluting your three-year-olds in the library, get on the library board. It's the library boards that are allowing these things to come into our cities and into our communities, into our small communities. I can't tell you, Sam, how many times people have said to me, that's not going to happen here. Yes, it is. Because the people on the other side of this argument are playing for keeps. They are getting on the library boards. They are getting on the school boards. That's right. And the other thing is you need to be doing that because we shouldn't be the reactionary. We should be the proactive people. Time to go on offense. Yeah. So do get involved, figure out ways to get involved, get involved as a group, find a group of people and just talk about it and say, okay, who's going to do what, you know, what should we do as a group? How can we work together to do something to affect some change? And um, yeah, very important. I'm a huge fan of just finding out where are people bent and then fold them along that bend. The person who just hates public speaking probably should not be the spokesperson for your group. You know, find out what your bend is. There's going to be somebody who's really good at doing research on things. There are people, I know people who have spent hours and hours and hours researching the Rona. And I go to those people and say, hey, what about this? What about that? There are people who are following the news and aware of what's happening uh, locally. Find out who those people are. I think that we have this misunderstanding. You and I travel in similar circles. And I think it's very easy to feel like people are smarter than you. They know more than you. And, and which the left loves to do this, right? They love to make you feel stupid. But we've been schooled to think that there's somebody who knows better. We've been schooled to follow the instructions of the teacher. And the teacher, as you and I both know now that we're homeschoolers, right? We figured out the teacher doesn't know. So, you know. <laughs> right, because we so don't we know. Start, we're like, yep, we've got to learn that. Yeah. And, and we're questioning now. We're questioning everything, which is really the place that we should be, because that's when you really achieve the liberal, the truly classical liberal mindset of, I am open to learning because I know that I don't know everything. And that was, you know, Socrates. I, I know, I know this much. I don't know everything. This is what we learn in school. You're supposed to know everything in order to do the thing that you're supposed to do. No, that's entirely wrong. If you don't know how to run for school board, perfect. That's exactly what you should do. Because that's run what for school board. Exciting. Run for school board, right? right? Yeah. If you don't know how to run for city council, run for city council. If you don't know how to manage somebody else's run for city council, jump in, volunteer, and figure it out and learn. And we need more people like that who are who are engaged. And by the way, I mean, that's really what it's that's when life gets exciting. When you take on those challenges and you step outside your comfort zone, you don't know exactly how it's going to go. You just do it. I just started a speech and debate club here in Florida only because I saw the need. These kids need to learn how to debate. And so I started one and I remember driving to speech and debate going, I have no idea what I'm going to do today. Uh, for my first for my first meeting, I'm like, I just called a meeting, but I don't know. I didn't know if anybody was going to show up. I have managed to gather together a number of dedicated young debaters. And you know what? Two 12-year-olds said to me on the first day, I said, what do you want out of club? They both said, I just want to argue. <laughs> because kids want to argue. They want to work it through. They want to test and struggle through through the thinking. And they want to win. 
And boy, we need to empower our kids to be on the winning side, don't we? Yeah, we really do. And it it really starts with education. And you and I have been very vocal proponents of homeschooling for a long, long time. You guys have been, how, how long now, Sam, have you and Kevin been homeschooling your kids? Oh my gosh. Well, it's over a decade. So my oldest just graduated and he, and I started him at the end of second grade. He's graduated. That's amazing. Isn't that crazy? It just, I remember when I first took Savannah, cause I took my daughter out of public school, my oldest daughter, who's almost 30. I took her out of public school when she was at the end of second grade also. And I remember just thinking, I don't know if I can actually do this thing. I wonder if I'm going to screw my kids up because that's what everybody told me. If you homeschool your kid, they're going to be socially awkward. You don't know what you're doing. Only the trained professionals can do that. And I found within three weeks of homeschooling her, I was accomplishing with her in an hour and a half what it was taking the school system eight hours a day to do. Eight hours a day. And so education is the front lines. And if people who are listening, I cannot imagine that there's anybody who's listening to my show that doesn't know about this already, but I really want to hit it hard, Sam, because you're the perfect person to do it. If your kids are still in the public school system, you don't understand what's happening. If your kids are in the public school system, you are sacrificing your children on whatever altar it is that you think that you're getting, convenience or something. They are not getting educated. They are getting schooled and you are consigning them to the same inadequacies that you feel. If the reason that you're not educating your children at home is because you feel inadequate, if it's because you want me time, I got no words for you because you will lose them and you will lose yourself. And so I don't know what your me time is going to get you. Yep. So important. Before we leave today, Sam, where can we find your book? So my book is available at samsorbo.com. I've had so many people write in and say, I don't want to go to Amazon. You can go to Amazon. It's also at samsorbo.com, Barnes and Noble, anywhere fine books are sold. Words for warriors. My friend, thank you. I will. I loved what Eric Metaxas said. He was just like, you know what? How about this? Grab a copy and fight back. My friend, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been a joy to have you. Thank you so much, Heidi. For more information about Sam Sorbo, you can go to her website, samsorbo.com. I will link back to Words for Warriors in the show notes today. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great day, and I'll see you back here tomorrow. Don't forget to join me this weekend. I will be in your Fredericksburg, Virginia for a parenting conference at the Glasgow Farm. You guys are going to love it. And we're going to be encouraging you to get off the bench and onto the battlefield to love your children the way that God intended. Uh, this has been a great conversation with Sam. I hope you guys have been encouraged. Don't forget to love your families well. Part of the way that you love them well is to just train them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, to train them to get off the bench and onto the battlefield. Tomorrow, I've got a treat for you. Sabrina McDonald is going to be on the show with me. She has an incredible story. She is a woman who battled fear most of her life after losing her husband in a car accident, leaving her with two young children. God has done a remarkable job in her life, healing her and setting her feet on a solid rock. And she's going to come back and encourage you. So she will be here tomorrow. You're not going to want to miss it. Have a great day, everybody. And I'll see you back here tomorrow with Sabrina McDonald. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.